Welcome to The Professional Confessional, how the biggest professional mistakes we've ever made fundamentally changed our work, our careers, and our approach forever. Gain wisdom and perspective through these audio absolutions. Today's guest is entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and unapologetic Canadian Scott Stratton, who explains how his biggest mistake drove a mind-bogglingly successful viral video production company into bankruptcy, and how he pivoted back into success. In the 2000s, um, uh, in the mid-2000s, I ended up just running one of the most successful viral video companies in the world. It just happened to work out that way. My mm -hmm. biggest mistake that I did back then, and I also did a few years ago, was I, I really can sum it up with I, I lost my curiosity because complacency is what the mistake is. Um, um, but it's I my signal for that is losing my curiosity. So I'm running this viral video company. I, I have to do barely anything for it now. I have a staff. I have I have the results. Uh, I have a high margin product, and I pretty much played Xbox for three years, and loved it. Like I just I just I found the the secret to it. But and then the recession hit, and I was bankrupt. And that's that's the, my biggest business mistake as an entrepreneur was I not seeing the signal because once I lose my curiosity, I lose my passion. And the problem Did you is you know that before. Um, uh, a year ago. That's when I realized where my signal was because I lost my curiosity a few years ago as well, because I, I, I got to the kind of the top of the heap in speaking in my level. I'm, I'm not the top of the heap in speaking in general, but in business speaking, I'm at a level of non-celebrity that mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to achieve. And, um, uh, and then you just kind of rest on your laurels type of thing. And it's not about curiosity, meaning hustling and always doing business and always doing stuff. It means that like, if I, if I claim I'm an expert in marketing, then shouldn't I have a curiosity of all things marketing coming up? And, and the problem is we get to a point, whether it's age, whether it's accomplishments that we're like, now we've turned the corner and now our only job is to tell people what we think versus listen, versus pursue things and, and, and go down those Wikipedia or YouTube rabbit holes of curiosity. Um, because, uh, you know, reading books, you know, like I, well, why would I read a marketing book? We've written six. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's just so, mm -hmm. so it's kind of the complacency plus arrogance equals, you know, curiosity is non-existent. And I'm also not as a good a, a human that way, that curiosity means I'm interested. I want to find out what other people think. And I had a very long time there where I didn't want to know because almost my entire career, to be honest, is me giving my opinion, right? consulting, coaching, speaking, author, podcasting, posting, content marketing. I'm brought in for my opinion um, and also I never get checked. I can just say crap and walk away. And I, uh, and that's just not the way it's not good for anything or anybody it certainly shows confidence in things, but right. there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And I err more into the arrogance than I admit sometimes. And I'm trying to really correct that. When you, when you lost your curiosity and you realized that you were becoming complacent, what was the risk? So you realized that during the pandemic a year mm -hmm. ago, you say, what was the risk that you had if you continued to be complacent? What was the risk from a business perspective? Well, from a business perspective, it would be the same thing again, which is not seeing trends, not seeing where markets are going, where, because for me, if I was focusing in the 2000s, I would have known that the market for a glorified slideshow with stock music and photography was drying up because the automation software and the algorithm and AI um, uh, could do it easily as well now. And I wasn't looking for that because we were the top company in the world. I wasn't looking for, I wasn't looking at strategy. I wasn't looking at where do we go next? And if you're an entrepreneur, 
you're the leader of your company, even if it's a company of one. If you are a, a, a person in management or leadership in a company, then a huge chunk of your job is supposed to be looking forward and looking where to steer the ship. And I didn't care where the ship was going. I just, I just liked the cruise. I've never been that person of quarterly goals and annual goals. And, um, you know, I, I, I never, I don't have that type of brain that way, but I also know when I'm in the, when I'm in the groove, when I'm focused, when I'm doing it right and well, I can come up with some pretty cool stuff and, and some pretty stuff that's compelling and, and resonates with people. But I also like today, this isn't about, okay, I want to do drive so I can keep doing business. It's about looking forward to say, Hey, do what we have right now. Is it going to be sustainable? Like in the past, you know, 17 months, right? Our main driver of revenue is me flying somewhere and going on stage. I did 60 to 70 keynotes for 10 years from the, you know, 2010 to 2020. And that, that's a pretty good sign of, hey, you know, because once you get to that level, then you, it's just word of mouth. It's just referrals. And to the point where you look at it and say, now you're like, I need to be able to make sure that is this sustainable for us? What else could we do? But when I'm not curious and when I'm just caught up in how great either I am or how it's going, you don't create a succession plan for your yourself, your company or anything else. And I just think that once you, if you still have, once you kind of ignite that curiosity again, it changes things for everybody. And this is not just a business thing. This is a life thing for me at this point is understanding that I want to be, I want to be more curious about my country of Canada and, and our origins and where it went. I want to be more curious about what our kids are doing and, um, and, and get even more into it. And, um, so it's more of a life thing. And I, I, cause I don't buy into the separation of business and life. When people say it's just business is not personal. Well, I'm, I'm, everything to me is personal because the business is, is us and it's ours. And there's no such thing as, as business not being personal to me. How have you then sought to correct your mistake of complacency deliberately? Uh, when you realized it, I, what I did was I removed almost everything around me that was a distraction or noise. And, you know, I, I had, I created a bunch of things and I ran different communities to the old fat guy softball league in town. I'd ran and, you know, us 40 year olds trying to relive our glory and like from running this to running, running that. <laughs> and, and it, you open it up and saying, so these are taking up emotional space or mental space to me. And, but you know, it feels good because, you know, I'm leading it, I'm running it. And nobody else wanted to do it for this or this. And so I'm talking to my therapist. Therapy, by the way, is one of the greatest things in history I've found. And I should have found it 20 years ago. But one of the things that therapist did for me, which was incredible, was put it in perspective, which was, you know, one because one of my things, I want to help. I want to do things. But I also want to run things. And she says, you know, is one of the reasons why you want to help or do these things is one of the reasons, not the whole reason, but is one of it is because you think you also can do it best. And I'm like, yeah, I think you have a point. To quote James A. Castor, the great comedian from the UK, never in my life have I been so upset with something I 100% agreed with. <laughs> you know, and that's where you're realizing yeah. it. So, so am, am I matching my priorities that I have in my head to my actions? And if my priority is 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 family, if my priority is Allison, who's who's not only my business partner and the co-author of the books, but luckily for me, my wife, we have five kids we combined families about seven years ago and we have an incredible group here and 
they're the ones I want to spend the most time for and with. Um, and I can do that. I don't have to fill my plate with a lot of other things. And But then I have time to then do the things I want to be able to do and the things I think I will be enjoyable for both parties, like doing this right now. This Yay, allows, enjoyable. <laughs> but this allows it to do that. And I think I'm much different because I'm not, I'm not trying to fit this interview in, if that makes sense. You know, I'm like, this will work. I want to do it and I'll enjoy it, you know, versus being in an airport, trying to find a quiet corner and doing the thing I'm supposed to do because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I, I'm not supposed to do anything at this point. I'm supposed to do what we think and Alice and I think as a family that is the right for us and for the children and, and, and then for the community and then for your friends and just kind of that circle then expands out, but I never want to contradict the inner circle for the outer circles. And, and that's just kind of the way I look at it now. And, you know, this past year and a half has really given me time and perspective and change. Um, and it's been the great pause. You know, I, I haven't been home for any extended length of time since the kids were born. You know, my job has been on the road a lot of the times. And I can't, you know, before all this, a keynote, I had to go to the stage. Um, and this has been a great, great time and great pause to, to understand. Yep, yeah, I dig this. I dig being here. And this is the life I want. How can somebody else tell if they're committing the mistake of complacency, you think? When do you, at what point do you think... What flags should people be looking out for, regardless of whether they own their own viral marketing company or just are your Joe Schmo in the cubicle? Like, what do they risk if they stay complacent? When can they tell they're being complacent? I think I think everybody knows when they've lost passion or something. And I don't I don't I'm not one person that says I, I really don't believe in the thing where if you you know if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life. I, I don't buy that at all because I also don't buy that your passion has to be your business. I don't think you have to monetize everything. I don't have to think you have to hustle everything. I don't think you have to do those type of things for 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 me. But I think you feel when you've lost that that spark, that that flame inside you to do something. But I, I think one of the biggest things to understand is is think of yourself where when somebody, even when if somebody's talking, are you waiting for your turn to talk or are you listening to what they're saying? And if you're a leader in a company, in a business, in an org, you know, chart that you know, a leader is not a title. A leader's uh, leading is a verb. And uh, I think John Maxwell was the one who first put that out, but it was leading is a verb. And, you know, you're a manager by title and people have to do what you say, but they don't have to follow you. They don't have to follow your leadership. And that's where I came down to, are you a leader by title or by testimonial? Meaning, are you leading because you're the director of something? Or, you know, if you ask the people that work for you, to give you a testimonial, you know, how many, how many LinkedIn testimonials do you have from your, your, your people worked on you that you did not ask for? <laughs> we don't want to admit where we have a hole or a weakness or whatnot, nor did I. And so I can't sit here and say, just because I'm, I'm reborn in my thinking, I can't just turn around. It's like that person who quit smoking yesterday. You know, it's just like, you know, oh yeah, that's disgusting. You're like, dude, yesterday I, I bummed a smoke off you. Like, it's not the way this works. <laughs> right. So you don't want to, I have to be careful with that too. So it's something that Look, I really think you know, I really do, that you know in your gut, in your heart, that something is missing, whether it's that, that lack of passion. I love passion, and I, whether my own self-driven passion for something, or I, like to, I love witnessing passion for a, a craft, an art, or performance. This is why I love seeing performers on, on any level. I don't care if you're, you're Yo-Yo Ma. I don't care if you're Cirque du Soleil. I don't care if you're a Slipknot. I, you're, when you're a performance with passion, when somebody is giving their all, I resonate with that. 
And the problem is we lose a lot of that through time and work. And I remember my first day out of college, I worked, my first job was working at Goodwill Toronto. I was in HR. I went to school. I went to college for HR, if you can believe that. And I went to the job and I am just giddy. I'm working a job. I don't have a punch clock. I don't have a name tag. I'm working white collar in an office, just like my dad thought I was going to. And I'm going to, you know, go up the corporate ladder and my first day. And I'm just giddy. I'm just, I'm just bouncing down the hall and walk by something. And there's somebody's like, what are you so happy about? And I'm just like, I'm working. This is cool. And she just looks at me and goes, that'll change. That'll change. And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, where did I sign on to work here? And I realized it was the great kind of soul sucking type of thing. And it just, it, it doesn't have to be that way. We do it to each other. Corporate culture doesn't exist. There's no such thing as corporate culture. It's the people you have there and what they're like. Corporate culture is just a way to remove blame from humans, especially leaders, and say, well, this is our culture. And it's also a good excuse to not hire somebody you don't like. Well, you won't fit our culture. It's how we it's how we act towards each other. And we all have a part in that. So Scott's biggest mistake was his lack of professional curiosity and overconfidence in his approach and product that left him blind to industry updates and progress. Ultimately, his loss of curiosity led to the bankruptcy of his previously successful video business in 2008 and the complete erasure of his speaking gigs during the COVID pandemic a decade later. On realizing his mistake, Scott eliminated distractions that only reinforced his error of self-admitted arrogance and proactively sought out opportunities which forced him to learn new things and make time for what really mattered personally and professionally. Professional enthusiasm was key. Today, Scott Stratton is resuming his keynote speaking engagements, though on a greatly reduced schedule by design, and experimenting with new platforms, including video-on-demand courses and live LinkedIn webcasts under his unmarketing brand. You can find out more about Scott at unmarketing.com through any of his six business books co-authored with his wife, Allison, and on Twitter at unmarketing. You can find this and other episodes of the Professional Confessional Podcast at pc-podcast.com or on your preferred podcasting platform of choice. Do you want to come on and share your biggest professional mistake? Head to pc-podcast.com slash be our guest to schedule your professional confessional. Again, that's pc-podcast.com slash be our guest. In the meantime, please share this episode with someone you think needs to hear this today and share what you needed to hear in a review. The more often we rate and review our favorite podcasts, the more people will find out about our community and the more episodes I can make. When we reach 25 reviews, I promise we'll vote on a special edition deep dive into a major mistake in history that is still relevant and affects how we do business today. Anyway, that's all for this professional confessional. I'm Ashley Stryker. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join us next time. Talk soon. Talk soon.